coming at you with another episode of Perkett Pod. Thanks for being here with us. This week's guest is one who definitely is in the limelight right now. The Minnesota State University Mankato Mavericks are in the Frozen Four, and our guest this week is the team's head coach, Mike Hastings. Perkett Pod, sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pod, find out what he'll say. Perkett Pod, who's coming on today? Perkett Pod. Minnesota State University Mankato, one of the three Minnesota schools in this year's Frozen Four, which brings us to. Random Ranks. Frozen Four, a great name for a sporting event, bottom line, or occurrence, right? And so on this week's Random Ranks, I'm ranking the top 11 names for sports events, not including Frozen Four, which would be ranked very high on this list. Okay, so here we go. Number 11, best names for sports events. The Preakness. I don't know what the Preakness is or means. I know it's the big stakes race and horse racing, but uh, I don't know how it came about, but I like the name. Number 10, Tour de France, uh, the big bike race, uh, just, just because it's so classic and it's just it's the Tour de France. Um, number nine, Wimbledon. And I know this is like technically the All England Championships or something like that, but it's played at Wimbledon. Everybody just calls it Wimbledon. And please, whatever you do, don't do one of my number one pet peeves and call it Wimbledon. It's Wimbledon. And by the way, I've been there. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Number eight, I did a rod. <laughs> I, I, I did a lot of things in my life, but I've never I did a rod. Uh, okay, number seven, Beta Breakers. Big road race out in uh, what Northern Cal, right? Awesome. Just love that name. Classic. Another race at six, Drake Relays. I feel like this could be like a remix album for the rapper. But anyway, Drake Relays. Classic event. All right, number five, The Iron Man. You don't even have to say the Ironman triathlon. You just know it's the Ironman, bottom line. Number four, Rose Bowl. And the top three names for sports events, 24 Hours of Le Mans. <laughs> this, this one, if you haven't seen it, is an unbelievable race, uh, obviously in Europe. But, like, I don't even know where Le Mans is. I don't even know what kind of cars they're driving. I just know it's badass. Number two, Copa America. At the Copa, it's a big soccer tournament, by the way, in case you're wondering. And number one, the best sports name for a sports event, the Masters. I mean, just come on. Just take aside Augusta National and the Green Jacket and all that goes with it. Just the name, the Masters. Awesome. Okay, back to the Frozen Four, where the Mavericks of Minnesota State University Mankato are playing for the first time ever. It's been a steady rise to greatness for this program, and head coach Mike Hastings has been such a vital part of that success. And as a matter of fact, he was just named the Spencer Penrose National Division I Hockey Coach of the Year. How's that for success? He talks about the team's success, the program, the Frozen Four, his career, and so much more on this episode. So enjoy Perkett Pot. Mike Hastings, I'm just, I'm downright excited for you and and what's happening there at Minnesota State University Mankato. Uh, I think I said it right there. <laughs> uh, if, if, 
if you would just talk to me about how exciting it is to be going to the frozen four for crying out loud for the first time. Yeah. You know what, uh, Purgage first, thanks for having me on and we're excited too. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a long, a long ride. Uh, it's taken us a while to, I'm glad we won our second one quicker than we won our first one. Uh, uh, it took a while, you know, and, and I think you saw after, probably after the first period on, on Saturday night uh, against Quinnipiac, I thought we kind of got back to ourselves and found a way to win on Saturday and then played a very good game against a very good team on, on Sunday. So i uh, been back, got some rest, and, and now we're focused on the Frozen Four. Yeah, you talk about that, those games out in Colorado and, and, and Quinnipiac especially. You guys were in a hole early on against those guys, and, and it looked like, oh, no. You know, the Mavs are going to dump out early here. Um, but but to show that sort of resiliency, that fire, that sort of that that bend don't break kind of mentality it, play out on the ice was pretty impressive. That's kind of the 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 backbone of this group, isn't it? Well, we've been we've had some peaks and valleys and, and at sometimes at some valleys at some inopportune times. We we get to the playoffs, we win our first round against Fair State and have the opportunity to host at home in a final four and uh, Northern Michigan comes in and, and beats us. And so we had to look in the mirror rather quickly. We knew we were still going to be in the tournament. And I, I really liked the way the guys handled that next week in preparation for Loveland. Uh, we took a couple of days off and, you know, had to watch another team parade a, a trophy around in our rank. Uh, and, and I, you know, sometimes you've got to visit the basement before you can ever start climbing the ladder again. And we did a good job of that. And I thought we went out and faced some adversity early at Quinnipiac and, and handled it well, and then played a, again, a very good game on Sunday. Yeah. And, and that, that of course was against the Gophers and, you know, Minnesota was, was a great team this year and have so much talent, but, but, uh, and you guys matched them punch for punch and really set a tone early. It seemed like in that game. Yeah, you know what? I thought we were convicted in what we did. You know, I thought we, right from the drop of the puck, I thought we we got back to our identity. I thought we possessed the puck. I thought we were, when we didn't have it, we, we did everything we could to get it back. Uh, we ended up getting a lead, extending the lead. Uh, I thought we played well with that. And when we didn't there in the third period, when Minnesota made their push, which you knew they would, uh, Dryden McKay was Dryden McKay. He did a great job at, at not letting them get a puck behind them. And so I thought it was a great team effort. I, I thought we went back to playing to our identity and we were rewarded for it. It's interesting because, you know, the, the way college sports are sort of orchestrated are that, you know, a frozen four or a final four or, or whatever it may be is such an accomplishment. And it's sort of like, it held as this pinnacle. Oh, they made the fours and four. They made the final four, you know, congratulations. But, but from a coaching perspective, while there is a celebratory jubilation sort of moment, uh, it's also not done. Right. I mean, is, is, is that kind of the, the, the MO, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, when we went out there, we went out with the idea that you can't get to, to, to the second game without winning the first game. And, you know, we, we went out there with the idea we wanted to win the regional but you can't win the regional without winning on Saturday. And it's no different right now. We've reset the, the, the regional in Loveland's over. It's great. That's something we can look at uh, down the road, but right now, and it doesn't take you long when you're, when you're watching video of, of St. Cloud, when you're watching video of Duluth, 
uh, you're watching a very accomplished UMass team, it, it grounds you in a hurry um, because uh, all I think anybody in the field can win this thing, but the only way you get the opportunity to win it is by moving on past your first game. And so our focus right now is is just on St. Cloud State and preparing for that. And it's an opportunity we're excited about, but it's definitely one that uh, we're just walking ourselves day to day. And especially in the pandemic time, uh, you've got to live for tomorrow, you know, and and, and so crush what you can today. Uh, so you have the opportunity, whether that's on the rink, off the rink, uh, minding your P's and Q's to make sure you have that opportunity. More with the coach of the year in Division One hockey coming up when Perkett Pod continues. But first, I want to introduce you folks to a guy that is sitting across from me right now, looking awfully dapper, by the way. <laughs> Michael Bryant, thanks so much for being here and joining us on Perkett Pod. I am glad to be here. Tell us about yourself. I, I know you're obviously the Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. Um, tell us about Bradshaw and Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant is a law firm that does plaintiff's personal injury. We represent people who are injured through no fault of their own, and we also do criminal defense. So we have a full-time criminal lawyer. I've done criminal work since I started with John Bradshaw back in 1991. I still do a little bit of criminal, but for the most part, I do plaintiff personal injury and represent lots of people in car accidents. Uh, I do a number of cases involving survivors that have been sexually abused. And then we get involved in a number of different personal injury type cases. So you're a busy guy. I try to be. You mentioned Bradshaw, not Terry Bradshaw from the Pittsburgh Steelers from, <laughs> from the days of yore, right? I mean, this is, <laughs> no, yeah. uh, not that guy. <laughs> but, but, what, but what about your team? How, how, many, how, many, how many are on your, uh, are on your side there? Well, we have two lawyers in the Minneapolis office, mm-hmm. uh, and then in St. Cloud, we have, uh, there's five of us. So I think total, I have anywhere between seven and nine, depending on how you do the math. And you're a sports fan, too. A uh, very big sports fan. I grew up in Rhode Island, and uh, I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, no matter what. And then I moved to Minnesota in 1982 and got infected with, you know, liking the Vikings <laughs> and and caring about the Twins. And, and you played sports, too, growing up, right? I played hockey. Yeah. I was a goaltender. Uh, I played some juniors, and I played... Uh, I was going to play college hockey and then found out there was a lot more to life than stopping hockey pucks. And again, where can people reach you, Mike? People can reach us at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. We have a place you can comment there, and there's also a chat that pops up there. Or they can call 800-770-7008. Great chatting with you. Thanks for being a friend of Perkett Pod here, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Perk and You talk about the pandemic and how, how much of a challenge it has been. And I've talked to coaches uh, about how much of an alteration it, it is it, on so many levels, right? In the day-to-day and the recruiting and in the, in the games and all that stuff and the fans. And, and how hard has it been for you, Mike, to kind of roll with the punches and try to mind your P's and Q's, as you say? Well, I think the first thing, it's easier on the coaches. Uh, because, you know, we're, we're, we go about our business and it doesn't matter if we're here, Florida, Alaska, wherever you're at, you, you're just going about your daily business. Uh, we've got to make sure that we're in a position so that we're taking care of ourselves away from the rink, just like we're asking our student athletes. They're the ones that, that, that I think are put through the, the grinder here because, you know, once you get to a point, and, and I can use the regionals as a perfect example, you know, before we get to the regionals, all of a sudden, the day before, Notre Dame drops. We're out for our first practice, our only practice, out in Loveland. And as we're 
going around the rink, my trainer waves me over and he says, hey, I just want to let you know I hear Michigan might be out. Um, I will tell you those tests going forward were stressful for our athletes because at that time you're at a regional. If something pops, you're probably done. Um, and they've had to do that going all the way back from the, the starts, the pauses, the start again, the pause from really from November until where we're at right now. Um, so they're, they're the ones that have had to, to go through some of those stressful environments. I think we, we as coaches, we're supposed to be answer men. We're supposed to provide answers. That's the one thing I can tell you multiple times I've, I've felt very inadequate about because sometimes we can't provide the answer for what's going on in this world at this time. And we just, again, try and get the guys to focus on their daily and control what they're doing. Yeah. You mentioned yourselves and of course, uh, St. Cloud state and, and UMD UMass as well, but, but three out of four in the frozen four for crying out loud from the state of hockey that, that speaks volumes about the talent level in the state and, and just how competitive and, and how much better everybody makes each other. Doesn't it? I, I think it does. And, you know, when all this is done, you, you, you know, we'll have time to reflect, but I consider the other four coaches in the state, good friends. You know, they, they've done uh, Tom Seratori and Bemidji state being uh, a part of the, the NCAA tournament in Minnesota and Bobby. And uh, I think it says a lot about our state. It's our fiber. The, the, the most participants from any state in this tournament is, is from our great state. So I think it does say a lot. Um, I've been able to watch a little bit of the state tournament on TV, which again, uh, for, for growing up here in the state is, is something that's pretty special and always will be. And, you know, now we're just focused on trying to continue to move our programs as deep as we can to play as long as we can in the frozen four. Yeah. And that's of course happening in Pittsburgh and, and you talk about this first matchup here against the Huskies of St. Cloud State. That's an interesting one for you, isn't it, Mike? Uh, having having that that blood uh, from deep in your lineage, <laughs> like you were a Husky, basically, is what I'm saying. Is is that weird at all? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, getting uh, some conversations sparked up that haven't been for a while from alums that are going out to support St. Cloud and and being from there and. You know, as far as the, the academic piece, it's, yeah, it's unique. It's, you don't get to plan these things, Perk. You don't, you don't get to write the script. Uh, so for us, I, I think it's one that you look at St. Cloud and they're, they're, they're going to be a tough out. You know, Brett Larson and his staff have done a great job and uh, they're good up front. They're, they're, they're long and tough on the back end and their goaltenders playing real well and they're, they're very well coached. So it's an opportunity we're looking to try and take advantage of and, and make sure that we squeeze everything we can out of it. At Mankato, I know there have been some great predecessors before you got there, and, and and the talent level is so strong. But golly, you have to be proud of what you've accomplished, in, you know, since 2012 there, Mike, uh, when you look at the, the grand body of work and just how, how the program has progressed and evolved in, into a national powerhouse, don't you? Well, we're excited about it. Yeah. You know, and again, every time you, I think if you start looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to run into something. You know, I mean, we've got to, we got to keep, focused on what's in front of us and very appreciative to, to Don Bros, Troy Judding, uh, the, the administration, you know, and, and they've, they've just done such an unbelievable job at giving us the opportunity to be successful. And Richard Davenport, uh, who gave me the opportunity to come here and be a coach is, uh, I'll be indebted to him forever, but we're, we're looking forward. I'm surrounded by great people. Todd Cannot, a Minnesota guy, uh, Darren Blue, Minnesota guy. 
Um, you know, I've got an unbelievable staff and they've done a great job at uh, allowing us to, to get to this level. And we're just going to continue to try and keep raising that bar. And that's what we're going to try and do at this Frozen Four. And winning begets winning, though, don't you think? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, having winning seasons puts you in better position for recruiting and, and the seasons that follow. I mean, I, I know you still have to do it on the ice and, and all that transpires with, with hard work and dedication and, and a commitment to the system. But, but you, you have to admit that once you get to a certain level, the culture at least becomes better, right? I mean, it becomes, it becomes more of a standard to do what you're doing. That's a great way of putting it. It's, it's, you know, the expectation when you come to our program right now is, is that we're competing for championships every year. And I had a quiet moment when I got back to my hotel room in, in, in Loveland, I was by myself and I started to just think about, you know, last year's team. Um, because we had seniors that had come back to try and get to this position and have an opportunity to compete for a national championship. And it, it, it went away in a blink of an eye. Um, and so I've reached out to a lot of them and, and told them thanks for, for building what we had here a year ago and supporting what we're going forward with. And their expectations are, are for us to continue to move forward. They, you know, they were excited about the Minnesota game, but they're even more excited about the opportunity for us to be playing in a, in a frozen four. And all those people before us have done all the heavy lifting and our jobs to continue to make them proud and, and try and continue to raise the bar of what our program's all about. Yeah, I, I know we could go on about every player on your roster, but if you don't mind just talking about Dryden uh, in Nets and, and what he's meant to, to your program and, and just how ridiculously good he's been at times this year. And, and what, what, why is he so good? Well, I, I think it's it, at every level you're, you're chasing consistency. You know, can you be an everyday or can you be somebody that, you know, continues to push the envelope and, and prepare uh, and, and whether you, it's going real well for you or you've hit a bump in the road, how do you react to that? And I think one of the biggest, I think the strongest part of Dryden McKay is he's a little bit of that calm water. There's not a lot of storms in, in his world. Whether things are going great, he deflects praise. He, you know, gives that, I guess, plus to his teammates, whether it's his defensive core or forwards. And he's okay shouldering responsibility when, when, he doesn't play up to what his expectations are. And that's the last piece. Nobody's got greater expectations for Dryden McKay than Dryden himself. And so great teammate, works his tail off. Uh, guys want to play in front of players like that. And that's why our guys feel the way they do about Dryden. Kind of like a dream goalie. I mean, you have to like pitch yourself to have somebody like that, right? I mean, that, as, as a coach, to have somebody that is, you know, that has that much going for him, my gosh, that's just got to be awesome. Well, let's, let's not fool ourselves, Perk. He makes me a better coach. Right. <laughs> right? When you've got a goaltender that, that no, you're uh, right. plays the way he plays and yeah. just handles uh, his situations the way that he does, he makes you a better coach, and uh, he allows our team to play with some confidence. More with Mike Hastings when Perk at Pod continues. But first, got to take this time to chat with Sean Bernard, who is kind enough to be here with us today. Sean Bernard is an, as a real estate agent for Edina Realty. Kind of a rock star real estate agent, aren't you? <laughs> I have fun, man. That's a, that's a reason why I'm glad that I did this partnership with you and sponsor 
your show is that we both have a similar mindset that we are going to have a good time. Well, we appreciate you, you know, being a friend of, of, of Perkett Pod and, and helping us out in so many ways. But if you would talk about your, your agency and and, uh, and what you're able to do as an agent. Well, yeah, you know, it, it really comes down to the homework, you know, doing your homework, doing the research. And I pride myself on that. I learned a long time ago that I'm a big nerd. This time of the year, what I'm really working on is people that are planning three to six to nine months from now. Uh, if people are interested, if it's you or somebody else you know that's interested in buying or selling, give me a call at 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's The Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. Perk and You've got a kid named Sandlin over there too. Um, what, what, how did that all come about? A well, great thing about that is, you know, I've, I've had some opportunities to, to work with Scotty going all the way back to we, we were together. He asked me to come with him uh, when the, the world junior tournament was in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota and him, myself and David Quinn are on a staff together. And then he was kind enough to return the favor when David took the New York job. I uh, was afforded the opportunity by John Van Beesbrook in, in USA Hockey to be the head coach of the world junior team. And one of the first calls I made was to Scotty and just said, hey, uh, can you come and help? And he said, absolutely. Um, but going back to, to Ryan and, and how it happened, it's, you know, our staff, we sit down in a recruiting meeting and we kept, Ryan kept, kept coming up because he was doing what he was doing in, in Hermantown. And my staff kept pushing me, hey, coach, are we going to make the call? And I, I said, yeah. I said, let, let me call Scotty. And so I asked Sandy if – I said, hey, listen, is he, is he going to play for you? Is this – we don't want to get involved if, if, if you're keeping the, the family together there and having him play. And so they talked about it, and he said, you know what, Ryan's going to be driving this bus. He wants to look at other options. And I said, well, then we're going to come at him, and we're going to come at him real hard. And so we recruited him with, with Todd Connaught and Darren Blue – uh, went after mom, Wendy, as hard as possible because uh, we wanted to make sure that she understood that not only were we going to uh, take care of him on a hockey rink, but we were going to take care of him off it. And he's done a phenomenal job, but they're just, they're a special family. Uh, and and I don't mind coaching coaches' kids. They've been around a, they've been around a lot of things, uh, whether it's the Saratories, Lucia, um, you know, uh, Craig Hartsburg's young, his son, Chris, who's now in the coaching profession, been fortunate to, to coach some coaches' kids. And uh, they come in with a knowledge base that it's hard for others to understand. And so we're, we're happy we've got them. Do those coaches get in your ear every once in a while, though? You know what? Not Scotty. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He hasn't. And, you know, when we talk, it's, it's, it's either about our team's or for the most part, it's it's when are we going to be able to get together and, and stick a peg in the ground and maybe go golfing a little bit or, or talking about fishing and, and different things. Uh, there There's the friendship and then there's the professional side. And Scotty will never, never cross those, uh, that line. He, yeah. He's very supportive and, and Wendy. And so they, they let Ryan, Ryan runs his own world and he does a very good job of it. Very mature kid. Happy to see him playing the way he's playing. We're benefiting from it, but uh, he's, he's tasted success at every level, whether it's high school, junior, or now with us. Are you still then doing that? The USA juniors or will that, will, is that, is that still a thing now? 
Yeah, yeah. The the World Junior Team, you know, goes on every year, and to see, you know, Nate Lehman uh, and his staff, who we we had, you know, some of the staff that I was fortunate to have around me, uh, you know, they ended up winning gold this year, and the expectation at USA Hockey is to compete for a gold medal every year, and so uh, just that opportunity allowed Scott and myself uh, to get to know each other a little bit better a long time ago. Very. Uh, appreciative of the opportunity anytime when you can represent your country and uh, it'll be something that it's it's a stage that I think is one of the best of of all stages when you start talking about the best players at a very young age in all the world that's outstanding and then you're from uh, Crookston did I see is that right yep you bet what was that what was that like growing up oh it was fantastic yeah Uh, the group that I had around myself my peer group uh, there's still people that like, uh, I don't want to tell you the number of tickets that, that, that we've been asked <laughs> to, 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 to shake loose, to, to have those guys and their families, uh, get to, get to Pittsburgh. But, uh, it was a tremendous community still is my mom's still up there, Marlene, my sister, uh, Sandy and Ryan and, and her kids are still up there. So I get up there as much as I can. I'm very proud from being from Crookston and, and consider it a place that's very special. Yeah, when you look at the journey your kind of career has made, and and uh, you know being an assistant here, working working your way through the USHL, that was in Omaha, wasn't it? Yep, started started actually junior hockey. Mike Genzel gave me my first uh, coaching job when he was the head coach in in Omaha in the USHL, and and then had an opportunity to work for Don Dean Blaze back in in Omaha, and so I've, I've I've had a lot of people that I've been able to draw some experiences from that are very special people and and really accomplished coaches and Don being Don Lucia then right yeah yeah he yeah. gave me that opportunity and it was it was great to be part of the University of Minnesota enjoyed it uh, I have some still very special relationships that were built in the time that I was there and you the Lancers that was a good long run for you wasn't it yeah you know I, I went there with the idea that I was going to cut my teeth and and learn a little bit about uh, being a head coach I didn't think it'd be 14 years uh, you know but I'm very blessed again to to work for some very good people in, in Ted Bear and then the ownership group that came in after that. Um, and uh, the USHL is a fantastic league. It, it, it prepared me for the opportunity to get back to college and, and be a head coach here. And again, have some long lasting relationships with the people in Omaha. Yeah. And now things are going so well in Mankato and it really seems to be just a great university when it comes to athletics. Uh, and I mean, the horns up is is really working in a lot of different ways there, isn't it? Uh, in in many different sports. Uh, actually, that, that's one of the first things that I recognized when when Kevin Beisman, our athletic director, we had a, a, a head coaches meeting, and we do that uh, twice a month, and and uh, sat in there and and listened to accomplishments and and being with Lori Meyer, who, you know, has won a national championship in softball. And then uh, Matt Margenthaler, our basketball coach, and Jim Mikofsky and 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 Moggers, our baseball coach. And and what I saw is I was surrounded by people that just exude excellence. Their their expectations of competing for championships is a daily thing. And so uh, very happy to be surrounded by those type of people because uh, the expectation level at whatever sport you're talking about here is is to be at the top. And so when you have people like that that you're chasing and you're running around with, uh, it makes it makes it a lot easier and and very you know prideful about what goes on at MSU because the expectation level is so high. 
Yeah. Mike Hastings, thank you so much, man. All, all the best at the, at the Frozen Four uh, and and continued success there in Mankato and, and Crookston or Team USA or wherever else you go. We, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Perk Pod, man. Yeah, Perk, all the best to you. It's great to see you again. Stay healthy and uh, hopefully I'll run into you soon. All right. Be good, dude. Thanks again. That'll do it for this episode of Perkett Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perkett Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright. Don't be afraid to be weird and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perk and Pond, sometimes he's at play. Perk and Pond, find out what he'll say. Perk and Pond, who's coming on today? Perk and